2: Method of business would persist until the formation of the National Wrestling Alliance in
1: 1948. The NWA as a central governing
2: body, with its singular, undisputed world champion, would be absolute and undeniable. This control combined with the expansion of the interstate highway system, and the inevitable popularity and availability of regional television, would usher in an era of wrestling that was defined by what would come to be known as the territory system. The territory system would dominate wrestling for nearly four decades. While the borders, authority, popularity, and obedience of individual NWA territories was in a near-constant state of flux. To this day, the impact and influence of these territories is still felt. Each territory had its own signature promoter and star. While it is impossible to cram these characteristics into a static, concrete map, we are damn sure going to try anyway. So open up your eyes, way before it gets too late. Now one man, there's no way you can. Down. A simple explanation
1: That you'll never find Sinners never sacrifice
2: We never leave them alone Is it really worth the price? Look at what we've done Never cared for compromise oh,
3: Welcome back to another episode of The 30 with the cast members I'll be announcing in a second. I will tell you that, uh, can you believe, I think it's 11 episodes where we have the reigning world champion, Phil. You are now officially the longest reigning The 30 champion with some controversy. A little bit. Joe, after defeating him in the final round... Was bitching a little bit and yelling, oh, which it's good to see him whoa, get a little crazy, <laughs> <laughs> you know. And then the player was whining as usual. There he is, whining, saying he was set That's up. What I do? There was a lot of anger going on. You know, it was Abe justified. Abe and I were discussing this. Abe. Phil has proven to be a great champion. Maybe the Bob Backlund of the 30. Does any of this wow. cast members have a chance of defeating Phil?
2: Yeah, I mean, listen. I think, um, you know, I think Joe's got a really good chance. You know, he's been playing really good. I think Phil can always defend the title. You know, he's really good. And, you know, I think, I think uh, you know, Dan can come in and, and steal it. And, you know. What about Benny? I just, I just, yeah, I mean, I just Benny... Wanted- Benny Benny plays the game, definitely. You know, he's there. I just want to let everybody know that Abe is doing a fantastic job. hey That's a smart man right there. Real <laughs> smart. And there's Dan. Welcome back, Dan.
0: Good <laughs> Dan.
3: Can Dan room, right? Do you think you're gonna win back your title from Phil, the Bob Backlund of the thirty? Well,
1: much like CM Punk. I've got my real belt in a bag because he's got a title I never lost. So. Wow.
3: Just, oh. it's, wow. It's getting rough.
1: fired. fired. It's
4: on.
3: <laughs> I will share with everybody that um, I did get a call from Benny earlier today and he, he tried to feed me a question.
4: Ooh. He said,
3: look, I don't want to tell you how to do your job but maybe you should ask this and i'm like mm, that would be against the rules that would say that i have no morality right because i would take a question from one of the players i'm just saying
0: this is like 2016 donna brazil and hillary clinton trying to feed her the uh, God. the oh. answers and uh, questions before the great debate my goodness
3: all right before we oh, get to boy. the first question i do have to ask dan this because dan you were late to the party um Suzanne Summers or Joyce DeWitt? Oh, jeez.
1: <laughs> well, grow, growing up in the era I grew up in, uh, anybody that stayed stayed up late watching Thighmaster commercials, they're gonna have to answer Suzanne oh, Summers. Whoa,
3: question. yes, that's a great answer. Give him a point Absolutely. there.
0: Absolutely, yeah. Let's give him a
3: point just to start <laughs>
1: off with that answer.
0: Great reference, yeah.
3: Look, you, Dan, you start off <laughs> <up laughs> with a point and you didn't even start that. the How game yet. Oh, <laughs> Look at that! Wow. Man, Benny. Yeah. Real quickly, screwed.
2: did anyone see that David Letterman episode Furley, where I he went backstage? Points? Did you guys ever see that David Letterman episode where he went backstage and Suzanne Somers was doing the Thigh Master backstage,
0: like the green room, like,
2: Really? She, was, she wasn't even that's a guest on it. the show. He's like, "What's that noise going on backstage yeah. back
0: there? If he's yeah. doing the Thigh Master, it's like how many oh, gold. gold right there? It's gold." That's awesome. That's equivalent of uh,
4: Backlund with the Harvard Step Test, right?
3: All right, guys. Question one. Phil, you're the champ. Uh You're on the 30. Uh Here comes the question. Last night, we got Edge versus Christian on AEW. Did the match meet your expectation? Oh, did it fall just a wee short? Phil, please explain to the fans what you believe. You're on the 30. Waiting for the clock.
0: Go. I like the match. Uh, there's certainly a, quite a good buildup for it. Um, it's obvious that these guys have wrestled either together or against each other. They, they quoted 500 times they've been in the ring together. And I think they were very fluid and obviously very trusting with one another. And they had a really good back-and-forth match. I mean, Edge stormed them initially and was really... Uh, kicking his ass, and, and of course, everyone was popping for that. But you knew, inevitably, something was going to happen at the end. You knew that they weren't going to be left alone to do their own thing because, you know, this is just the beginning of the feud. And um, we weren't quite sure who was going to interfere, but I have to admit, though, uh, the end, while it was predictable, was still enjoyable. We had Nick Wayne enter. We had all these other characters. And someone I've grown very fond of, is Nick Wayne's mom. When we talk about, you know, divas and future divas, uh, Nick Wayne's mom is quite something, you know? And for a moment, it seemed like we didn't know which way she was going to go. You know, we were obviously hoping that she's going to belt Christian, but ultimately, she nailed Edge, Adam Copeland. And, uh, you know, we can understand why, because she kind of really was uh, playing a logical part in this whole backstory here. And, uh, I think we have the makings of this whole family dynamic of a great feud, great match, obviously unresolved as it was meant to be, but I thought that they, the back and forth was great, and I thought that they're both super competitive. Well done, champ.
3: So, good yeah. opening round. <coughs> I personally, well, I shouldn't weigh in. That's not my job. But I got to tell you, good job. Joe, <laughs> you, were oh, Suzanne, I'm up you were Suzanne Thummer's, Summers' thigh master away from... Dethroning the great champion, Mr. Phil
2: Cesare. Oh, God. Let's oh, see God. if you
3: can get something
2: done. You're on a 30. Go. All right. Here, here he goes. Okay. Uh, my rating for that match last night out of 10 stars, I'm going to give it a 6.5. I'm going to tell you why. The hype and the buildup for this match was pay-per-view caliber. We got nothing but maybe a second or third match into a uh, house show type match. Edge, phenomenal competitor. Um, um, Christian, unbelievable competitor. Something was off with this match. They're in Montreal, Canada. They're from Canada. The fans, at at one point, were trying to chant these guys to perform better, and they just couldn't do it. Everything looked predictable. You know, some of the moves they were doing, it almost looked like the production uh, thing was off with them because you could see them saying, okay, I'm going to do this. Let's do this. Let's try that. You know, it's... There were some match, some parts of the match that were okay, some parts that were just horrible. I, I'm sorry. I hate to say it. I love Edge. I love Christian. I just think something is wrong with AEW's production team where I know it's a professional wrestling uh, company and so forth. But that didn't, it didn't seem right. And the ending, I mean, I don't even know who Nick Wayne's mom is. I had to Google Shayna. that last night. And her name is Shayna. Right. Her name is Shayna. And I'm sitting there going, she comes down and she's going to be the person to end this match. I just don't get it. I don't like it. Like I said, one out of one to 10, 6.5. That's it. Adam Adam Copeland, I don't know what he's going to do from here. I don't know what happens now.
3: Nice work, Joe. You just sunset flipped uh, uh, Phil. He's in a little bit Ooh. of trouble. <laughs> Player, you have no negative points going into the first round. This is a big deal. It's probably the question you did not want to get, but you had you have a little bit to recoup. Maybe you could watch on YouTube while you're waiting for the first two to finish with that thirty.
4: <laughs> you're on the board, go, Richie. I, I'm I'm ready to go home now. I'm <laughs> ready to go home. That that's pretty good. That's well done. So that that will forever be known in uh, the thirty. 30- history as either the steamboat stall or the play a pause because i didn't watch the match so it's kind of like when you you know you you show up at school after cutting a week and then you know you get handed the test and it's multiple choice and you, you have no clue and you just you circle c so you know you're <laughs> gonna probably get at least a 25 that's where i'm at right now i mean these guys have such a huge they went to grade school together for god's sakes they know each other like i mean more closer than brothers So I'm kind of surprised to hear that the match didn't go the way it probably should have went with two guys of this caliber. Um, I'm thinking that it probably has a lot to do with AEW and how they scripted the match, maybe instead of just letting these two guys do their thing. That would be my guess. But I, you know, the one thing I do know, I mean, these are guys, they're consummate professionals. They're both, I mean, yeah, they're 50 kind of, you know, the tail end of their careers, but I think if, you know, it's one of these deals where it's going to be a lot of. It's going to depend on how they book this thing. It's not the, the the you know the players. It's it's the you know it's the screenplay. So hopefully, and they they have so much they can do with this. This can last forever. Hopefully, you know, rocky start, but it turns out well.
3: Gotta tell you, not a bad round for someone that didn't even see the match. Not too bad. Wow, well wow. done. Players always hit. That was play. my
4: uh, Richie's mom
3: invitation. Is it all right, <laughs> Dan? <laughs> I know you still think you're the champion. Unfortunately, you're not recognized. You're the Antonio Inoki of the group. Um, you're on a thirty. Go.
1: If this match was a glass of soda, I would have sent it back. That's how flat it was to me. If you were to look at, oh, nice. If, seriously, if you were to look at this match, AEW, like everybody says they want to feel younger. Well, they can feel younger watching this match because we're 2000 again. 2000 WCW. I mean, to say when she came out and she's holding the belt, looking at both of them, anybody with one working brain cell knew what was going to happen. This is Jon Stewart hitting John Cena. This is Viagra on a pole. This is Vince Russo level booking. This is horrible. Plus, if I may also point out, this is not the first time AEW's dropped the ball like this. Brian Danielson, CM Punk, the reunion of the Hardy Boys and the first match between Edge and Christian, all on free TV all fall flat. How does AEW keep dropping the ball on these moments? Edge and Edge versus Christian, excuse me, Adam Copeland versus Christian should have been a pay-per-view match, plain and simple. To have it fall flat on TV in front of a Canadian audience is embarrassing. I get that they're trying to push this moment further, but no. To have her come out and turn on the guy that just gave her son brain damage a week ago is absolutely just stupid. makes no sense to the storyline. I don't care how charismatic Christian is. It's dumb, it's bad, and despite the fact that these guys have chemistry and there were moments in the match where you're like, holy shit, I'm impressed these guys are both in their 50s. They both looked 50 in this match. They were slow, it was a bit off, the crowd was dead for parts of it, which is really sad, but no, flat, horrible, and, and I'm really disappointed. Wow, I
3: good rounds. Boy, I cannot agree more. I Phil, I was so surprised you enjoyed that match.
2: I thought they just were Awful, awful. Yeah. Can we can we can we all come to terms with the fact that Dan looks like a young gorilla monsoon with those we, chops? We could. <laughs> Let's give him a point
3: for that. I like that. I like that. Gorilla mo- gorilla
1: gorilla Dan. I like it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Are you right. Giving oh. the
2: point to Dan or Joe? <laughs> well,
1: much. <laughs> To Joe, but much, not okay, the Dan, much the like Joe, much like Gorilla and Bobby, I'm yelling, "Will you stop it, at, at Benny, all the time?" So,
3: all right. Question number two: Brian Danielson confirms role on AEW disciplinary committee that fired CM Punk. Yeah, I'm part of the disciplinary committee. Danielson towed Maggie and Pearl off. Clearly, what happened has happened. I'm somebody who I like Punk. I think he brought a lot to AEW while he was there but there's a lot that can say about it or or that i want to say about it sorry guys i moved my script there's a (laughs) lot i can say about it but yes i'm part of it danielson however shot down a notion that he spearheaded the process some people say i was the head of disciplinary committee and i'm like listen there's more than three people involved in this decision and most of them were all lawyers To say that I was the head, I don't even have a college degree, as he laughed. I'm not in there bossing people around or anything like it. The question is, gentlemen, does it make sense to have an active competitor have the life of another active competitor career in their hands? Dan, we're opening up with you on the thirty.
1: Well, if you're going to have somebody in charge in AEW, it might as well be another active competitor because it obviously isn't Tony Khan. It's really sad to see. I mean, think about it. You have all this crap, the bad stories, the false stories when, oh, CM Punk's trying to get uh, Colt Cabana fired and all the crap that was not true and he didn't put a squash on it. He sat next to Punk at The brawl out where he ranted about all this horrible stuff and and did nothing about it. If you have to have a disciplinary committee full of lawyers and some of your backstage talent to make decisions you don't have the spine for, then, yeah, you definitely need somebody in charge. I mean, history, the territories are full of wrestler bookers and wrestler managers at the same time. Sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't. In the case of Brian Danielson, uh, given his history, he's probably one of the most mature and intelligent minds for the business in that locker room. So, yeah, I get it. And I think the fact that CM Punk is already the number one merch seller in WWE right now and at the same month was the number one merch seller in AEW, proving he's one of the biggest stars in the business. Brian Danielson did him a favor firing him. But the fact that you had to form a disciplinary committee to decide what you were going to do with your biggest star when he got into a backstage scuffle with the Brooklyn brawler of your company is ridiculous. And by the way, Jungle Boy, gone. Nobody misses him. Nobody noticed. So good for him. If Brian Danielson can stay healthy, maybe he's got an opportunity here to actually do something. But no. Does he need to be on the committee? Eh, maybe, but somebody needs to be in charge there.
3: Nice job, Dan. Great thoughts. Player. You're starting with, looks like, nine. Got a little road to travel, but we know you can do it. No one's better than to come back than, than the player, like Bruno San Martino. Bounces right back. You're under 30. Go, player.
4: I, I got to say that, you know, I, I, I thought about this, and I thought about, like, if, if I was at my job, and I got into a scuffle with somebody, and I was in in, in front of the president of the company, uh, the head of HR, and and Frank, who I work with, who really you know is envious of my spot in the company, and thinks that if you know if, if he can have any uh, you know any any say so and bagging me, it, it's just I don't I don't know that that Punk is going to go back and sue, but. That's to me. That is the most blatant conflict of interest that you could possibly have. That's that's. First of all, why do they need that? I mean, why do they need a committee? You know, does Vince McMahon convene committees? Hell no. This is why AEW is always going to be a second-rate promotion because they do shit like this. Um, you know, it, you cannot have another talent uh, dictating the fate uh, of, of a talent. I mean, like Dan said though. I mean, they did him a favor. He's making – I'm sure he's making a shitload of money in WWE. And, um, you know, it, it hasn't hurt his image one bit. And, uh, you know, I, I just – I don't get it. I, I, it seems like Tony Khan just shoots himself in the foot week after week. Yeah, you know, you, you watch, see whatever – you know, what stupid thing could he do next? Great job, Benny. Great bounce
3: back. Well done. Joe. Nice. Yo. You're up next. This is a tight oh battle here. I'm looking at yeah, the scores good, here, and I'm thinking, man, going here. our champion might be the thrones because you guys are running. You guys are running away
2: with this. <laughs> You're on a thirty. Go, yeah. Joe. All right, Dateline AEW 2023. Tony Khan has lost control of his company. That's right, folks. You heard it here first. I can't believe what I'm seeing. This is the biggest work in the world. CM Punk went to AEW, improved his stock and he systematically got himself fired so he can go to the wwe and like everybody else said that he's going to become the number one merch man he's going to change his image he's going to do all that stuff by the way where's jack perry been oh he's filing trademarks right now for his own name because probably knows he's out of there let me tell you something right now i don't agree with all this uh, are we now unionizing professional wrestling Tony Khan has lost control of his company. This whole situation in a normal company, a normal wrestling company, would not happen. It can't happen. You don't put two wrestlers with differences like they have in the past in the same room, never mind in the same arena together, alone. Nobody saw really what happened. Speculation this, speculation that. CM Punk all of a sudden disappears and comes back, and he's the guy number one right now eclipsing all merchandising and God knows what's going to happen tomorrow night on Friday Night Smackdown when he shows up in Providence. I'm telling you right now, this is another huge work. Tony Khan has lost control of AEW. His father is going to be rip shit about this because they're going to start. This is WCW all over again. He's Eric Bischoff. Well done, Joe. Well done. (coughs) All right, Phil. Come on, champ.
3: Get you up.
0: All right. Well, this is a battle. You're on a 30. Go. I'm, I'm sweating, baby. You know, um, is it a case of the inmates running the asylum? You know, look at the the Jacksonville Jaguars. They just had a player who was, uh, what did he steal, 25 million from the team or something? It's like, my Lord, what's going on here in in this world? Um yeah, I think it was done for optics. You know, if the inmates are running the asylum, th- then the inmate you probably want to be running is is one of the um, probably sanest and clean cut and someone with a great history and who's respected by the boys and certainly by Tony Khan. And that would be da- Brian Danielson. And, um, you know, obviously his ring of honor history uh, plays heavily into this as as Tony Khan, obviously is not only owner, but a huge fan of the product. And, you know... it it does bring a little more gravitas to the situation when one of the boys is at least to the optics of the situation is weighing in and making decisions um about another uh castmate another wrestler another colleague who actually i mean was involved in a fight and that's really what kind of spurred this whole thing on here so um Daniel Bryan, or Brian Danielson, is on his way out. This is his sunset year. He's going to, this is basically going to be his last year competing, already on a part-time basis. So it's just a great way to, I guess, segue or transition him into office a little more, let him weigh in on something huge in nature. But ultimately, yeah, Punk wanted to go. This was like rehab for him. He came, he did his well time. Well
3: done, Phil. Well he, done. Yeah. I got to tell you guys, I'm going to reiterate, I love the format of this show, and I got a lot of respect for you guys because this is a very, very... Difficult competition going in cold to every question for everybody out there watching every one of these guys have no clue what they're going to be asked and they got to come up with something in literally no time. Question number three. Jake the Snake Roberts on WWE Hall of Fame prospects of Vince Russo. Fuck no. Jake Roberts on the WWE Hall of Fame um, said on a recent podcast um if they he considers vince russo being part of the elite cast and his response was okay next question answered while laughing fuck no my dead dog has better ideas than he did gentlemen should vince russo be in the hall of fame yes or no joe you open up this round it's a tough
2: question You're on the 30. Go. Bro, should Vince Russo be in the WWE Hall (laughs) of Fame? Bro, yes, bro. He needs to be in the Hall of Fame because he was the man who wrote half those great storylines of the Attitude Era, bro. We all know he likes to say, bro. The bro needs to be in the Hall of Fame. I just read an article today that he he would teach a class right now and tell everybody not to go into the wrestling business because... You don't know what it's like being on the inside when you're there working two live shows and trying to create these mega concepts that need to sell money, that need to sell media rights and all that stuff. Bro, it's hard to do. It is. We all can sit back and say, oh, I would have done this or I would have done that. Bro, I'm going to tell you right now, bro, Vince Russo is WWE Hall of Fame material. Why? Why? You got Donald Trump in the Hall of Fame, bro. You got everybody else in the Hall of Fame, bro. Why shouldn't Vince Russo be in the Hall of Fame, bro? He should have been in there 20 years ago, bro, because he put in the Attitude Era. And then let's talk about his WCW with the Hulk Hogan and all that stuff. Call it Hulk Hogan. That was real stuff on live TV, bro. He knew what he was doing. Vince Russo is a genius, and is it has done a lot for this uh, organization and wrestling and everybody else. I don't. I don't know why that's even a question. Vince Russo, bro, should be in the WWE Hall of Fame, bro. Well done
3: there, I'm, Joe. Well, done. Oh
2: my God, <coughs>
3: Phil, champ. You're running out of time. I just hate to I say. I can do it. it. I can do it. Minute thirty. You're on a thirty. Go.
0: Vince Russo, the architect of crash and burn TV. You know they always tout WWE as being the longest running episodic TV um, show in history. Uh, when Vince was at the helm, Vince Russo, it was again a lot of crash and burn, not a lot of continuity. I didn't find between these stories, these angles, these elements. You know, and for, ev- and for every, um, you know, for, for every successful uh creation of his there's also a katie vick and if we look say to wcw you know for every creation there there's that finger poke of doom that i think was he was a big part of um it's interesting that we quoted jake the snake weighing in on this and and of course he felt he feels very strongly and we look towards when we think of vince russo now we think of his his his, I don't want to call him alter ego, but his nemesis, his enemy. And we think of Jim Cornette, of course. Say what you want about Corny. I mean, you know, some of his views are way out there, but he's got a brilliant wrestling mind and a, and a brilliant sense. And he, too, no doubt is in stark opposition to uh, this, this potential nomination, you know. I mean, Vince Russo was a creative force. Was he Hall of Fame worthy? I don't know. What does he actually have his name attached to his fingers on? You know, crash and burn TV. It works for a while, you know. And he was a part of a team, but it was a larger team, and it ultimately well was well done, the Phil.
3: Top. Well done,
0: Dan.
2: Whoa, you're
3: up next. Get you on the board. This is a battle, ladies and gentlemen. You're on the thirty. Go. Oh,
1: um, I apologize. I needed to get some water. Joe called Vince Russo a genius, and I threw oh. up in my mouth a little bit. That was uh... <laughs> oh <laughs> Dude, man. No, um... <laughs> The problem is uh, Jake Roberts is 100% on point. Absolutely not. Vince Russo doesn't deserve to sweep up the floor in any wrestling hall of fame to call him the architect of the attitude era is to give credit where credit is not due. Was he a writer? Yes. Was he the lead writer technically, but anybody who's ever been anywhere near creative knows every idea in the WWF goes through Vince McMahon. And if you talk or listen to interviews with Jim Cornette and Jim Ross and Bruce Prichard and anybody who was around creative at the time, for every one idea that might've worked, Vince Russo came up with a hundred that were absolute garbage, laughably garbage, garbage he proved that his ideas only worked when someone else workshopped them or actually made them work uh he didn't script austin 316 he didn't script a lot of dx he didn't script a lot of the nation most of the core of the attitude era had nothing to do with vince russo and then when he goes to wcw and he has complete power and it's like and and he's workshopping his own stuff you end up with viagra on a pole and judy bagwell on a pole and David, uh, David I almost said David Cornette David Arquette as WCW champion. No, Vince Russo is a garbage mind who has proven time and time again. WCW TNA the uh, the ideas he came out WWF he was the he was the wrong man at the, in the right place at the right time for him for those few weeks where he, it was he may have been around. That's why it was so easy for Vince to let him go. No, well absolutely done, not. Dan. He's not Hall of Famer.
3: Dan, quick question: <laughs> were not you want a show where you had Vince Russo on it?
1: Yes, but that had nothing to do with wrestling. That was actually a, a a discussion on the conspiracy that Paul McCartney had died and been replaced with a body double. Because mm. on, uh, as well as wrestling, Vince <laughs> Russo is also a huge conspiracy theorist, to give you an idea of where his mind is.
3: So let me ask you this question. If it would have went to wrestling, would you have told him that you thought he had a garbage mind?
1: Yes. Nice. Give man, that man I, a point. I had ne- a never point on that. I like somebody. that answer. I will I... never say anything about somebody. I won't tell them to their face. If I have a chance to, to, and I'm not going to insult the man, and call him an idiot and f you and blah blah blah. But no, he he's been he's been on the receiving end of that. I'm sure. I mean, shit. Just listen to half the stuff Jim Cornette said about him. But no, I would gladly, if I had the chance to talk to him, explain to him why, as a wrestling fan and a wrestling historian, I think he was a stain on the business.
3: Well done, Benny. Wow. Let's make up some grounds. You're on a 30. Oh,
4: Go. Uh... Now I know how it feels to be uh, the fourth guy in a room with uh, three other hungry guys and a pizza who got there before me. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing left. <laughs> what the hell? I, I already did my Ricky Steamboat. I'm screwed. But um, no, do I think? Absolutely not. No. Uh, first of all, I'm not a big fan of the WWE Hall of Fame. To me, it's an, it's an imaginary Hall of Fame. It exists in Vince McMahon's anus, you know, and the entry is, you know, procured by smooching said anus. So I don't have much worth for the Hall of Fame. You know, and Dan said it all. You got, you know, when you think of Vince Russo, what do you think of? You think of David Arquette. You think of the finger poke. You think of the Viagra on a pole. You think of Judy Bagwell. I think she was on a forklift, whatever the hell it was. So, yeah, uh, come on. You know, the the funny thing, though, is as much as Cornette – Despises Russo. He, he threatens to piss on his grave, but I don't see the same vitriol coming from uh, from Russo towards Cornette. But the funny thing is, they both—if you listen to both of them talk—they both have very, very similar views as far as the w, w, uh, WWE and AEW. That they, they're they're both totally uh, not Tony Khan fans. So that part I think is very entertaining. But no, Vince Russo, no. I mean, no, he absolutely not. I just, I, I can't even, I can't say it anymore.
3: Well done, Benny. But unfortunately, you're Uh-oh. one point behind the champ, which means Uh-oh. you have to go to the land of Misfit Toys. See you. I want to thank you. Right player. And hopefully next week you watch some AEW matches, because I think that was <laughs> the thing that, left you a little bit behind that you would have been in this race i'd
4: rather go to the allen and misfit toys
3: oh man wow i want to give you a point for that i do want to give you a point uh, for that but i can't (laughs) all right (laughs) nice seeing you benny we'll see you next week my friend don't forget dan and benny Benny. is the co-host of one of the top rated pro wrestling podcasts dan and benny in the ring and if you like true crime he also does a true crime show which is incredible and if you like baseball. With his partner, Joe, over there and Dan, they do a great twin bill, which is fantastic. Benny is good. producing some really good stuff. Goodbye, Benny. To the Land of
2: Misfit Toys, you go. <laughs> well, the good thing about the Land of Misfit Toys right now, this time of year, it's, not too, it's very crowded. Very it is crowded very crowded.
3: crowded. Um, I feel
2: bad for Benny,
3: though, because that first round hurt him, not watching that match. And it it like, just put him at such a, such a problem. All right, guys, this is really important. You got Dan way ahead at sixty two. Oh. Yeah. Which really isn't such a big deal because if you make it to the final round, we know you started zero again. Right. So it's just really you two guys just getting to that final round. Which so which one of you all is Florida State? Oof oof Whoa! <laughs> Vince man, Dan's come to play, boy, and he's not leaving any prisoners. <laughs> Vince McMahon has no plan to leave the WWE. He still holds considerable power in the company. Sports Illustrated reported today that they were told by sources in the WWE that Vince McMahon has no plan to leave the company. McMahon reportedly needed the money liquid, so he sold much stock, but it's unclear why he needed the money. The question is, should Vince leave? Dan, you're up first. A minute thirty. Go.
1: I think I think at this point, yes, he should, you know, let his let his as they say, let his baby die or, or let it go to someone else. I mean, you you sold the company, you have a new board of directors, he's already been mentioned in a shareholders call as a stock liability. He needs the money. The first thing people think of is oh who's he paying off now? He's really kind of out to pasture at this point. You've got new ownership. You've got new creative. And every step of the way, we're being told he has very little say. And you've noticed the product. Raw, SmackDown, both better. NXT has been leaps and bounds ahead of the NXT 2.0 when he was kind of half-running things down there. The, the return of CM Punk, the signing of Jade Cargill, the return of Nia Jax there's there's several big things now that are that are tied to other people now I do know they say she was his last hire but you've got many things going that you look at and you go wow this is the way it should have been or the way it was for that brief period when Triple H was running things without Vince McMahon The current Vince McMahon the WWE is better That doesn't take away from what he did to the product but when he stepped away for the last time and sold the company and moved on and did other things, it, the quality of the product is noticeably better. If he still has money tied up, good for him. But the second he has control again, the product will suffer, and you don't want that, especially because they're negotiating deals. And no, no, he, he should step away. He should be done. And I hate to quote CM Punk, but the WWE will only get better when he is finally gone, gone.
3: Hey, Dan. I have to look at the history of this show, but this might have been the most points someone's ever gained in this show. I'm going to have to look and look at the record books. Oh it's pretty incredible.
0: Give me Phil, the brass knuckles.
3: You got that <laughs> title on the line. You got Joe breathing down your back. Dan clearly came to play. You're on the 30. Go.
0: Yeah, it's true that Vince sold about a quarter of his stock, I believe about a quarter, and uh, to liquefy that 700 700- million, staggering amount of money, huh? The things he could do with that, he could start his own uh, promotion. He could grease some palms too, as Dan says. But I think beyond that, he still wields lots of power there, okay? He's not been neutered. He's not been emasculated. He's not been stripped of any power, okay? And of course, it's its a family business, all right? And uh, Triple H is in charge now, and I refuse to believe that they don't get together and break bread and talk shop and that Triple H isn't still receptive to Vince's ideas. You know, one thing that I I understand, uh, something really important to Vince and something that Endeavor is trying to do is, and I hope I'm not jumping the gun with another question here, um, the talk about putting sponsors or advertisers on the very ring itself. And I know Vince has always said that that's sacred territory, doesn't want to have any sponsors, any names, and that sort of thing. And I'm totally with him. And I guess Endeavor is is kind of pushing um, to do that. I remember back in the day when the only sponsorship on the ring was the Everlast Turnbuckle, which I always thought was very cool at those Allentown tapings that really gave it a, a... just a, a credibility. So I hope that they keep some of Vince's um,
3: Well done. Rules. Good points. Then, Good points, yeah. Phil. Fantastic. Joe. Ooh, ooh, okay. That was some tough competition. Dan is pretty far ahead of the pack, but Phil's within range to get you that final round. You're on the 30.
2: Go. All right. This is no longer Vince McMahon's WWE. It's now TKO and Endeavor Holdings. And the reason is, is because Vince McMahon sold his company. Bottom line, he sold his company. Stock liability, all that stuff. I'm going to go out on a limb here and say, why did he sell all that stock and all that that stuff? Because Vince McMahon wants control. Control is no longer in the gorilla room for Vince McMahon. He's no longer there. He doesn't get to see the final product go out the door. He doesn't have the final say in creativity like Triple H, Shawn Michaels, and everybody else there. Um, Right now... I will, go, I will go out and say that Vince McMahon is probably going to buy AEW at some point or invest in AEW just to stick it to TKO and Endeavor Holdings because the fact is Vince likes control. We all know mm-hmm. that and it's his baby. So when you take away that baby, no matter what age you're at, you know, this is what happens. You're going to get this type of thing. It's all about control of Vince McMahon he's lost control. He's going to sell out Vince McMahon headline next year is going to be somehow going to be some way be affiliated with Tony Khan and AEW. It's going to happen. I'm telling you right now. He's probably going to buy or invest in e, uh, AEW. It has to be like that. And I'll even go out on a further limb. You talk about all these wrestlers and everybody coming back. Sasha Banks is Ruben now to be coming back to the WWE. Take away Vince McMahon. There is no WWE. Technically it's TKO and Endeavor Holdings now. Well done, Joe. Well, Phil,
3: what a great title run. It just it was fun well was left. in the cards this <laughs> week, my friend.
0: Well done. Land to Fresh the Misfit Toys. Congrats, guys. See you next week, uh, Phil. See you next week. We Take love care. you, Phil. Love you
3: guys. Well, Joe, it seems like uh, the second place spot has been haunting you. Now uh, you're in the final round. Dan is probably, and I'm going to look in the records, had the greatest rounds in the history of the short history of this show. Guys, the question I have is this. Unfortunately for you, Joe, Dan's going to open up. So your answers oh. are probably going to have to be much more elaborate and different. Here we go. Dan, I want you to give me your night one card. And night two card for WrestleMania. And you better make it good. A minute 30. Go.
1: All right. Well, if I'm going to book WrestleMania, fantasy book WrestleMania, you want to start with the main events. And I would do a decision that I think most people wouldn't want, and that's I'm putting the belt on Cody at the Royal Rumble because I'm going to have The Rock uh, interfere in some way, either stop solo or directly cost it. But you have to build up. Night two, main event of night two is Roman versus The Rock, which doesn't need to be for the belt. Night one, I book CM Punk to win the Rumble. CM Punk versus Cody, there's night one, especially because at that point you're also sticking it to AEW. Look at all this money we're making with stars you didn't know what to do with. Other matches you have to book is you bring Gunther in and have Gunther against Seth Rollins and finally give him the second world title. Uh, you've got i would also have as far as women's matches go you've got to look at at what you're doing now in your women's division with Bianca Belair and Io Sky but at this point you're building up the face turn so i would have Bailey and Io in as my smackdown women's title match on raw You've got to look at your other stars there, whether you you tack on a Charlotte, whether you push somebody up from NXT, whether it be a returning Sasha Banks or maybe the rumor of an AJ Lee. Other matches you've got to do, you've got to book something with the, the Judgment Day falling apart. You've got to look at who can challenge Rhea. You've got to also look as far as undercard matches that you absolutely must have. There's stars like Sami Zayn and Nakamura have to be on the card. But no, your main event, Roman, Rock, Cody, CM Punk.
3: Damn. I did not see it going that way. I didn't expect you to come up with that, but that's a hell of a card, Dan. So, 12 points. What the the hell did he just say? Oh, my God, that's a lot of information. (laughs) Joe, 12 points. A minute 30. Night one, night two. You're booking Wrestlemania.
2: Make it good. You're on the 30. All right, if I'm booking Wrestlemania right now, I can guarantee you CM Punk will not be there. And you know why? Because A, he's either going to get himself in trouble, or B, he's going to get hurt. So let's knock that right out of the park right now. The story continues for Cody Rhodes. Night one, Rhodes-Rollins. Cody Rhodes wins the title. We finally get to see the the, the, the finish of the story. Great, that's all fine and dandy. Moving on, we got night two main event: Roman Reigns versus The Rock. You know what's going to happen? It's going to happen. But does The Rock win? Uh, I'm, not, I'm, I'm not sure about that. I think Roman Reigns pulls it off and he remains a tribal chief. The Rock shakes his hand. Roman Reigns turns face. The Usos realigned. Everybody comes back together. The bloodlines back together. Solo sokoa all the guys. But however, they're not bad guys anymore they are good guys you gotta love it for the main event for the women i'm gonna tell you it's a four way what's old is new again history will repeat itself i'm telling right now becky lynch charlotte flair and sasha banks will all be going after that illustrious title and guess who i got coming in and this time sky blue from aew oh whoa stock is rising it's going through the roof that match last night with tony storm was just unbelievable action I'm telling you right now, that's what I got going on. Everybody else, the undercard, the Miz, all that Logan Paul will be there. You can do whatever you want there. Everyone's going to see the main events right now. The story continues for Cody Rhodes. And I got Sky Blue winning the latest show. what a round. But unfortunately, yet wow.
3: again, we have a new champion. And it's Dan and Betty from Dan and Betty in the ring. We'll see you at the Land of Misfit Toys the next week. Dan, congratulations. Great round. We'll see you next week.